Hello, you're listening to Spirit Life Teachings with T. Jason Price, founder of Power for Freedom Ministries. Check out full sermons, encouraging words, and more on our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and website, all linked in our show notes. Now, here's T. Jason Price. All right, so let's pray, and we're going to get started. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your uh, directing our life, that you have a hand in all that we do, even if we can't see it. That God, you have a plan for all of us. We pray you would open our eyes and our ears that we may see and hear clearly what it is you have, that we may be effective in the kingdom, that we may use our gifts and our callings, that, Father, uh, we are victorious in the things you call us to, that we would have understanding, that we would be able to move in the anointing and work together with what you are doing and not against it, Father. We want to work with you. We want to be led. We want to be, as sons and daughters, led by your Spirit. Lord, we ask that you would be with us tonight uh, and that you would help us to grow and mature into that person. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. I see Michael also joined on. I won't be able to say hi to all of you, but uh, look over occasionally here. But tonight we're going to talk about a topic that has come up over the last, I don't know, maybe a week or so. And it's, it's really good for spirit life. And it's something that is uh, one of the debated things that we should really, you know, find out for ourselves how we believe truth about this particular topic. And one of it is that we go through things so that God can use us. In other words, uh, there was this post that came out. And in that post, it was said that if you have a minute, and now I'm just quoting it, I'm not being exact here, so, and I don't want to tell you what post is because I don't want you to go look it up, but uh, it was sent to me and, and a couple other people were sharing around so we got to see it, but basically it was saying if you're going to be used to help somebody with trauma that in your life you would have gone through trauma, or if you're going to help somebody uh, that's been in sickness, or if you're going to have a healing ministry that you would be sick, I'm just using these different examples, so uh, just follow with me here for a minute. And basically it meant that you'll go through these things because you're going to be used by God in that area. And it was almost not a matter of if, it is you will. And so we kind of connect these dots that when things in our life go bad or go horrible or things happen in your childhood or in your adulthood or whatever, that we're supposed to be able to connect it to God's teaching us or using it so that we would be prepared for ministry. And I hear a lot of people that have this belief that you went through something in your life and that was training for what God, you know, has for you. Well, before we get into the Bible, really dig in here in a minute, I just want to, you know, put this thought out to you. God can turn any bad situation into good. God can turn any curse into a blessing. Right? We know this is scriptural. We know this is who God is. So because God is good and because God is amazing and powerful and strong and he he can just move mountains for us it can seem like that we went through something and we end up doing that that we can connect the dot that god must have allowed or must have at least you know made us go through it in the very least so that we would be able to relate to people and you know be effective in ministry because there's this idea that if you didn't go through it you're not effective so if you've never were a drug addict you can't help someone that did drugs if you've never been I don't know, divorce, you can't help someone that was divorced. If you've never been very ill, you can never help someone. And I understand that in a natural sense, but we don't do healings and deliverances and uh, getting through things or use the anointing in a natural. We are supernatural people. Our our weapons of war are not natural, right? We know this from the, the Bible that we are spiritual people. So whatever you learned in a natural, 
would not help you in the supernatural as far as applying those rules because there's two sets of rules. There's a natural rule that is for this world. There's a supernatural rule that is of God. So if it was the case that naturally what we went through would prepare us for spiritual or supernatural, then there isn't really much difference between the two. And basically, by that definition, then worldly knowledge would be equal, equal, equivalent, equal to spiritual knowledge. And we know that's not true because earthly power is not even close to spiritual power. And we know God deals in the supernatural with us. The Holy Spirit lives inside us. We were born again. Jesus himself lives in us. So we want to make sure that as we're giving credit to God for all the goodness and he can move curses and he can move mountains, he can do all this, that we don't you know, kind of connect back that we went through this to be trained. Because Jesus was tempted in all areas for 33 years, never sinned. He never was a drug addict. He never was an alcoholic. He was never divorced. He was never uh, struggled with depression. He never struggled uh, with, you know, fears or anxieties. He didn't have panic attacks. Jesus didn't have all these things. He didn't, he wasn't an adulterer. He wasn't a fornicator. He didn't lie. He didn't cheat. He didn't steal. And he did nothing. He was sinless. And yet the Bible tells us that we don't have a high priest who can't relate to us. In other words, when we go through something, Jesus can understand everything that we've been through because he's God, right? He's the son of God. The Holy Spirit, the, the Godhead, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And if you keep going with it, you know, the Father's never sinned in heaven. You're right. He's never sinned. So he's never been any of these things. And yet it is his anointing and the blood of his son Jesus and the, the cross and, you know, the resurrection that we celebrate as Christians being able to be born again. It's the same God, the same Holy Spirit that's in you and me that we're, we're, uh, baptized into that Holy Spirit that lives in us. The Holy Spirit's never sinned. Holy Spirit's never been through any of these things. So if our Father in heaven, Jesus, his Son, and the Holy Spirit have never done any of these things, they've never sinned, they've never messed up, they've never been addicted, by that logic then, they would not be qualified to be able to do ministry in those areas because they wouldn't know what it's like. But we don't get healing because of knowing what it's like. We get healing because of the power of God. We get healing because of who Christ is in our life, not the things you learn. Now, we can have, we can have common sense when we should, earthly wisdom, right? Uh, so you shouldn't go out and, uh, you know, eat yourself to death or drink yourself to death or smoke yourself to death. We should use wisdom. I mean, I'm not going to take away from that. I'm not going to take and say all doctors and vitamins and sleeping right and eating right. I'm not going to throw all that out the window. We got to have wisdom for these bodies. But at the same time, you know, that's not what frees us. Willpower is not God power. Willpower is a thing that we have. It is a, it is the strength of our will that we just say, oh, I'm not going to do it. But the Bible teaches us who the Son sets free is free indeed. Now, that's the power of God. So the idea that you have to go through something to be able to help somebody really limits you. And it can get you to speak curses on your life, saying that, uh, I'll give you an example here. I want to go work with troubled teens, but I never was troubled, so I'm disqualified. Uh, maybe if I went through something, I'd be more equipped for it. And you can say, well, I've never been through anything, so I guess I don't have a testimony. And, you know, it, it turns into this almost a competition of who's been through the most or who's, who's the worst of all sinners. And because of it, then I can relate to it. But because we can relate to something is not giving someone the tools to be free. 
It's not giving them uh, what we have, right? What silver and gold, I don't have any, but what I have, get up in the name of Jesus. We're, we're giving the gift of the Holy Spirit, the anointing that breaks every yoke of bondage and destroys chains and you know removes all these things from our lives. That's really what we're offering. Remember, a prayer cloth had the power to heal the sick, uh, cast out demons. You know, Read your Bible and Acts. You can see all the acts of the apostles and those that God were using at the time. We know that the faith comes from hearing the Word of God, and we know that we can grow in our faith. So we know all these tools we have have nothing to do with what we've been through. Now, what we've been through may give you a compassion for people. It may give you a understanding for people. And it may be the very thing that you end up doing in ministry because, you know, maybe your life was positioned that way and you kind of went there. And Moses' example of that, he killed, well, he murdered before he was supposed to. And he ran away in the desert and the Lord finally did bring him out 40 years and, you know, he set the captives free. And so he was ahead of himself. But it wasn't God using evil to teach him. So I want to take you through a couple of verses, but I really want to make sure I encourage you tonight that you don't have to go through anything, or everything, I should say, to be able to help people. Now, I teach this. You cannot give what you don't have. But what I'm saying there is that you can't give a deposit of God out of you if you don't have that deposit of God. I'm never saying to you, if you haven't been through it, I'm not going to receive from you. Because saying that is saying this to somebody. I'm taking your counsel because you've been through it, right? So what am I really saying? I'm taking your counsel because you went through it in the natural, and I'm going to use what you did to get out of it because you went through the same thing I'm going through. Now, I understand that we can connect that to, well, if the God, the Spirit of God is in them, they would have wisdom in that. Absolutely. So what we should be saying is, show me how what God has done in your life, what God has taught you across the board, not just in one area, but across the board. And what do I mean by that? Freedom is freedom. There's no such thing as you've understood the, the, the power of God and freedom in this area, but not this area, because God is not selective in freedom. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. Freedom in Christ is freedom. That covers any bondage. Just like the blood of Jesus, the cross, covers our sin. What sin? Every sin. Not not just some sin. Every sin. So not just ours, but our great-great-grandchildren, people we don't even know, because yet while we were sinners, he died for us. So we know that what Jesus does and what the Father has done through his Son and what the Holy Spirit guides us in is a finished work that is across the board. It doesn't matter if you're addicted to drugs or cigarettes, or if you have depression or anxiety, or if you're a fornicator or adulterer, or if you've been through this or been through that, or a murderer or what. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The anointing of God breaks those chains, breaks those yokes. It, it's, not, it's not just connected to one thing. Now, we like to say that it's connected in that area because people who have been through it tend to lean towards that one area. In other words, if you smoked and you quit, you tend to lean towards helping people in that area because you're familiar with that struggle and the process of freedom. And what that does, it attracts other people like-minded or in the same kind of sin to be attracted to you because they see victory. And everyone likes to see somebody get free in an area they're struggling because it gives hope, right? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I was this, and look, uh, now I'm healed and I'm delivered from cigarettes or whatever it is, and now I smoke, so I want to come to you because you know how to get free. 
And there's nothing wrong with giving people that hope, but it shouldn't stop with, uh, I understand the process of just cigarettes because really understanding freedom is across the board. Understanding healing is across the board. And so we start on a, I don't want to say it the wrong way, but like on a, on a milk level, right, of it, where it's just the one thing in our life. And as we grow and mature, we understand that this process, uh, the work of the Holy Spirit, uh, the power of the cross, is, is across everything. It, it, there's nothing that it wavers in. It's across the board. So maybe I've never been through what you've been through, but I know God, and I know his anointing, and I understand how that breaks the chains and sets the captives free. So it doesn't matter what the issue is, the God who's healing, the God who's anointing, the God who has deposited that understanding in you, that is the power that's, that brings that freedom in your life. It doesn't matter what you've been through. It is the power of God that is that is the freedom. That is the actual substance that is bringing freedom in people's lives. Now, that is across any board. So what do I mean when I say you can't get what you don't have, so you've got to have God in you? In other words, the fruit of your life, the fruit of the Spirit needs to be demonstrated in you. Right? You've got you to be able to have love in you. You can't give love. You, you can't give anointing if you don't have it. You can't give these things if you don't have So what we should be working on as Christians, is not focusing on what we've been through and not focusing on, I got to go through this or I'm never going to have that. No. What we need to start focusing on is not so much what not to do, but we need to start focusing on what to do, how to get in your word, how to read the Bible, how to get understanding. Now, there's a difference between you hearing what I'm saying tonight and saying, okay, I understand. I, I grab what he's saying. I get it. But then having understanding in it, having understanding in it, is where we go from a place in our life where we were addicted and we become free and that freedom we can get dominion in that okay so there's a point where we hear teaching and we have comprehension and then we get to a point where okay i'm starting to get this to apply and then there's a point where we have understanding in other words i have i've grabbed this with an understanding that is now manifesting in a reality of my life and if we compare it to freedom it's going from getting set free in the sense of freedom to dominion where you have ownership over that situation and plug in for freedom journey but we'll get into that kind of stuff in freedom journey uh, and so i want to take you to john chapter 14 verse 26 the advocate the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all that i said to you so who teaches us the holy spirit teaches us not the things you've been through again i'm not going to say that you can't you know, grasp some things out of what we've been through. You know, we're, we're, we're smart people. If you've been through something you recognize, you can help someone else say, hey, uh, that's the beginning of something you want to stop. It can also be from discernment. It can also be that God gives you a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge. So every time I'm going to give you an example where experiences in the flesh could be uh, the reason that we would be able to have that, I've, I'm always going to come back with the Spirit of God, the anointing of God, the Holy Spirit, the direction. And that one's always going to be a hundred times better because God is better and God's way is so much higher than our ways. And what he does is so much better than what we do. And so every time I find myself trying to grab the natural and bring it into it in a place of where, okay, I could see how this hells, you know, all of a sudden, you know, the spirit of God it just starts pouring out of you and you realize, oh no, God's the answer. That stuff doesn't matter. You don't have to go and suffer like I did or do this or do that. There's not a two plus two equals freedom or uh, experiences other than this. 
we've got to know Jesus. Now that's a two plus two that equals, you know, freedom and victory because God is our answer. In first John chapter two, verse 27, and as for you, okay, the anointing whom you received from him abides in you and you have no need for anyone to teach you. Now this is not that we don't need people because that would throw away the ascension gifts. Uh, that would get rid of uh, all of us being used as a body of Christ. So that's not what that means. Don't read that, that you don't need people. Okay? I don't want to spend time on it, but I always like to say it when I read this, because you always have someone say, well, this is why I don't go to church. This is why it's just God and me. I know, but remember what I said earlier, you can't give what you don't have. So if you can't receive somebody because of you're going to say it's just you and God, why would people receive from you? In other words, if you can't submit and do God's way, why would God put the favor of the Lord on you so people would listen to you? And if you read the Bible, Jesus grew in two things daily, the favor of the Lord, I mean the favor of the Father and the favor of man. And we will too. We will grow in the favor of the Lord and the favor of man. We need that to be in ministry, to, to be effective. There's got to be an out in front of you favor. So this isn't that no one teaches you. It's not what that's referring to. It means the things that we really need to understand are taught by the Holy Spirit. And you could connect this to as we're not going to be deceived. We're not going to listen to these weird things. And what we've been through is not our teacher. Okay? What is our teacher is the anointing. But his anointing teaches you about all things. And it is true. It is not a lie. Just as he has taught you, abide in him. All right? So that is our teacher. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. And turn with me to 1 John chapter 4, the very first verse. Do not, beloved, do not believe every spirit. Okay? So we can't believe every spirit. So if a spirit's telling you that what you went through in your childhood is positioning you for what you're going to do for God and to glean from that, well, you can't trust every spirit. There, there are lying spirits. Right? Test a spirit to see whether they are from God because many false prophets have gone out in the world. So there's a lot of false and people say prophets, you could change the word prophets to teachers, to pastors, uh, to deacons, to elders, to self-motivational speakers, uh, to people that just have good intentions, right? I mean, it's not just limited to prophets. It's limited to anyone that is representing God. So we've got to make sure that who's teaching us these things, that it's, you know, it's really from God, not from a different spirit. And if you're being taught that you will suffer, you will go through this trauma because you're going to help with trauma, or you are going to have to go through financial heartbreak so you can help people in financial. You're going to go through a divorce so you can help people with a divorce. You're going to, you know, you don't want to start living a life cursing yourself and speaking death upon you and inviting things into your life so you're qualified to do ministry. Because Timothy is a great pastor in Scripture, and we don't read about him going through all these things. We don't read about Paul going through all that. We know Paul persecuted the church, and, but he, he, he wasn't doing this in preparation for being in ministry. God called him as a chosen vessel, and he asked him, why are you kicking against me? So if Paul was being trained for ministry in what he was doing before God called him, then why would Jesus say to him, why are you fighting against me? It, it doesn't make any sense. He would have said, well, you did exactly what I wanted. I was training you, but that's not how we're trained. James chapter 1. Go down to verse 13 with me. All right, I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're learning something. Not trying to step on all your toes and, you know, get you upset about things. But the reality of God is good is that God is good. I mean, he's good. He doesn't do this to you. He's not up in heaven 
uh, throwing horrible events in your life so that you're prepared later to help them. Now, again, if you go through something, you know, don't give up. Let God turn that curse into a blessing. Let him turn that horrible thing into a blessing. You go out there, and I know you're going to have a passion for that particular thing because it's going to touch you, uh, but don't limit yourself to a one kind of thing person. Right? Don't just be a, a breaking addictions of cigarettes or just depression or divorce or you know mental illness or church hurts or all you know use the anointing in all areas where God calls you. Now you might have compassion more and experience in an area that you've been through, but don't limit God in a call in your life that you're a one thing that you've been through. So the rest of your life you have to live through that event. Now, I know this word, I don't like it, but you'll know what I mean as like a trigger of what you've been through every time you help somebody because everyone you're around has been through what you've been through. I mean, you're going to be surrounded by constant memories of these events that happen in your life. I had a pastor one time uh, years ago, we were talking and he went through something pretty horrific uh, and he went and got some Christian counseling and it stuck with me for years. And the Christian counselor said, we can't prevent and, and I, I'd, I'd give the credit to the man, but I don't know who the, who the counselor's name was. But he said, we can't prevent car accidents. They happen, okay? But we don't have to go back every day and sit in a car. You know, that was, that's in the accident. In other words, you can't prevent these things from happening, but we don't have to go sit in the car every day and be reminded of it. And for a lot of people, ministry's hard. Like, it's rough on you because you're stuck in the vein or, or what you've been through because of these teachings, and you're surrounded by the thing that reminds you of it. And who wants that? Until you get dominion in that area, you know, I would tell you, hey, uh, go spread the gospel and go do the work of Jesus Christ. It's a big field. Find an area while you're being healed to go and demonstrate not, not what you've been through, but what God and who did that in your life. In other words, the God who did and what he did in your life to people. Okay, James chapter 1. Verse 13, let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. In verse 14, but each one is tempted when he's carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and when sin is fully matured, it brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Right, every good, every every good thing given, and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variation or shifting of shadow. In other words, every good thing is from God. Every good thing, and if if, if we can understand that people do mean things, we go through things because either we do dumb things or we're deceived, or somebody was and hurt us, or something happened. But it's not. God making people evil. And I want to talk to you about this for just a minute. If you've been through trauma or someone hurt you in your life, and you think you've been through it because God's using that, and it had to happen, then God put evil on someone to make them do evil to you. And you'll say, well, no, God doesn't do that because according to James. Well, I know. Well, then you would say that the enemy used someone, and God allowed it to be this horrible event in your life to turn you into using you for good, like to, to make you become knowledgeable or, or want to serve him. We say, well, we got to fall all the way down to look up. How many of you in a, in a marriage right now want to be married because the person you're married to had no options? Like nobody wanted them. 
And literally everyone else said no. They have asked everyone, and they said no. Uh, they'd been through horrible things. You know what I mean? Like, they're just the worst of the worst, and, you know, they come up to you, and you're like, well, I guess I'm going to marry you because, you know, I feel bad for you. What a, what a horrible way to want to marry someone. I'll turn the shoe around the other foot for a minute. How would you like uh, to believe that the only reason that someone married or you or vice versa is because shoe on the other foot, you're that person. Like, nobody wants you. Like, the only reason you came to them is because you ran out of options. Imagine God in heaven saying, well, I'd love for you guys to love me, but I got to make these horrible things happen to you and traumatic events happen to you and, and destroy your life and all this stuff. So you have nowhere else to do but look up. And here I am. I mean, you know, God doesn't need to do that. God is love. God is good. Your spouse is not, you know, you're, you're not with them because you had no options. And it was so bad. Well, I might as well. I mean, no one else wants me. I'm horrible. And after I've been through this traumatic event, you're doing what I said yes. So I guess I'm going to. What a horrible way to believe that you have a relationship with God. Like, what a, what a sad belief of his love to think that the only reason that he can get people to love him is that we have to just literally go through hell, and then when we've had enough, we look up and, all right, now he's good. You know, God's good all the time. Like, if everything in your life was good, God's still good. The Bible tells us that we love him because he first loved us. The Bible tells us that he so loved the world that he sent his only son. The Bible tells us that Jesus said, no one is taking my life, I'm giving my life. The Bible tells us that for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He doesn't need you to go through the worst thing in your life to look up at him. He wins us, if you want to use that word, he wins us over of love, not torment. You won your spouse over because you love them, not because you, you know, you made their life so bad. I'm just going to wait and they're going to, you know, they're going to see how good I am because of how bad everyone else is. Well, that doesn't make you good. That just makes you better than all the other bad people. Think about that statement. God isn't good because he's better than all the bad people. God's good because he's good. He's love because he's love. Think about that statement. I, I don't believe God's good because my life is great. You go through all this junk in your life. You end up, you're falling apart. Things are destroyed. You feel horrible. Wow, God, you're better than all this. Come on. God's good. Even in the best of everything, God's better. He doesn't need to knock you down to look up. Now, do some people fall all the way down before they look up? I was pretty close, so I can't tell you it doesn't happen. I fell pretty far before I looked up, but that wasn't God. That was Jason's stupidity. We just read it in James that as my sin developed, right, I'm tempted by my own lust and carried away. And when lust conceived, it gives birth to sin. Well, God wouldn't do that. How do I know that? Because our last verse of night, John 10, 10. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Okay? I come to give life, and they have made life more abundantly. This is Jesus saying this. He's a good shepherd. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Not God. He comes to give life and give life more abundantly. We do dumb things. Things happen to us. There are mean people in the world. And yes, maybe there is that connection where you've been through something, and now in ministry, you're being used for that because your compassion leads you to look into that vein or into that anointing of God more than the others because you have like a, you know, like a, you maybe a holy anger, like you got a, a chip on your shoulder. You're going to destroy every single spirit of fear you run into because it ruined your life. Oh, I understand that. 
but that doesn't mean you went through that to be able to do that. It meant you had a problem and God is your deliverer. God is your healer. So expand your belief in God. Don't get to, I have been through this and that's all I'm ever going to do. Expand your belief. Get outside your experiences that you went through and get into a place where you believe that the principles, the knowledge, the relationship, the things you learned about God are true across the board of all problems, of all torment, of all addictions, of all fears and phobias, of all sins. Okay? So you say, well, so you're telling me that what I've learned from God can help somebody break the addiction of drugs, even though I've never done them. Absolutely, because you aren't what made you free. God is. Not you. God is. So if I run into someone struggling uh, with fornication, I, yes, because it's not you that did it. It's God in you. Someone in a homosexual relationship or gender struggling or all these sexual things we have. Yes, absolutely, because the same God, it's the same power that freed you and moved you from that place. It is that same anointing, that same breaker of power that was in you from God, that was developed and taught through the Holy Spirit, that was manifested and released out through your point of contact, maybe your hands or your words or however God used you. Maybe it was your shadow, a handkerchief, right? We know the Bible that he used these things. The, the point is, don't settle for cursing yourself that I was through this and don't make peace with it. I'm not saying that you hold a grudge for the rest of your life, but it's really hard to say that God is good when you look back at your life at the things that happened and say, well, God allowed it. Okay, deep question. We can't get in that. But don't own that God did it on purpose to teach you. You'll, you'll get that stuck in your head that God's angry. God's a mean God that God punishes to reward. That's not, that no father would do that. No father would let their kid get beat up just so they can teach them. I told you it's better at the house. It's not, that's not normal. I know it sells. I know we got videos out there and I know it sounds really deep and I know we can all connect on this level because we've been through stuff and say, well, my qualifications are what I've been through. No, your qualifications are God in you. That's what it is. The Holy Spirit in you. You're qualified for the work of ministry because of God, because of his call in your life. You were taught by God get teaching by men and women who have anointing understanding, who flow in the gifts of the Spirit, and can teach you how to use your gift. Do not learn how to use your gift from the world. Learn how to use it from the gift giver. And that is a supernatural gift. Learn it from God. That's what qualifies you, not what you've been through. Do not own that. Own, I am qualified because of who called me. Not because of what I went through, but because of who called me. And I'm qualified for all areas wherever God may need me. I'm not a one dimension or one vein or one, no. I've got the whole power of God through the Holy Spirit in me. I've got the whole package, the whole anointing. I got the, the whole Jesus living in me. And so therefore, whatever I come across in my life, whatever's in front of me, whatever obstacles there, there is an anointing in me because you didn't get peace of God. You didn't get just a little small part of them. You got all of God, not pieces of them, all of them, all the Holy Spirit, right? And well, well, people say, well, how do you get, you're not getting more of it. You're getting more understanding of what you have. When we pray more Holy Spirit, what we're really saying is more understanding. And as we get more understanding of what we have, it is like you're getting more 
because you're getting more understanding. Look at your phone. It probably does a million things you don't even know about. And as you learn more, it's like, wow, this phone does more. No, it's you understand more. So you have everything in you for everything that could ever come your way in the natural and in the supernatural, but it is not because of what you've been through. It is because of who's in you. It's because of whose you are. It's because of the Holy Spirit that has given you power and anointing and teaching and guiding your life. Give credit where credit is due, people. It is God. It is God. You do not have to go through all this to be able to be used in ministry. If you go through it, you will have a different understanding. Blessed are those who believe without having to go through it, right? Blessed are those. We are blessed people. That's not a Bible verse. That's just me saying, blessed are those who believe without going through it. Because I would rather have my children, my friends, all of you, everyone I know, have an anointing with understanding and be able to, you know, be a war machine for God in the kingdom and not have to go through everything and all the hell that's out there to be able to do it. And when I mean hell, the reason why I'm saying that is because that stuff is from hell. It's not from God. Don't let those two places come together. There is a kingdom of hell. There is a kingdom of God. And all that garbage is of hell. You don't need that in your life. So all of hell's on you. Get out of it. Get into all of heaven, right? Get out of that place. Let God move you from there. So I hope this encouraged you. I could keep going on and on and on about it, uh, but I hope this encouraged you. Give God credit. You are what you are because of God. You have what you have because of God. You have the anointing because of God. You have the understanding because of God. You have authority because of God. You don't have any of those things because of what you've been through. If you've been through something, I'm not taking away from that, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to thank God he brought you through it. Thank God he broke that off your life. Thank God he removed that off your life. He, he got that trauma or whatever it was, depression. He broke it off your life. Thank God. Use it as a testimony to encourage other people what God can do. But if you run into someone who's been through something you've never been through, it doesn't matter because you're not helping them in a the natural anyway. We're not self-help people, right? We're not motivational speakers. We are sons and daughters of the Most High. We are anointed carriers of God. We are the house of the Holy Spirit. So go with that understanding. Uh, let some things in your heart change and some things in your understanding change. Uh, and I'm going to believe that you're going to have a much better 2024 realizing that you are qualified because of who qualified you, not what you've been through. Amen? Let's pray about that. Father, we thank you for uh, this teaching. We thank you that you would open our eyes and that we would give you credit. We would give you all the glory. You are good. You are good all the time. Uh, you are not a part and have anything to do with all this stuff, all, all the, the evil or the hell things of this world. You're not a part of it. You are heaven. You are kingdom. You are God. We thank you. For those that have been through things, we thank you that you're healing them and delivering them. We thank you that you're sending people out to rescue them. And Lord, we thank you that these things didn't kill people. It didn't destroy them. It didn't ruin them. That you brought them through it. That you kept them alive. That you got their minds back to being sound and their bodies unaddicted or breaking depression or whatever it was, Father. We thank you that you're in the healing, delivering, setting free business. That you haven't changed. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. We pray, God. Uh, that as we move in your kingdom, that you would use us in areas that we have been through and areas we've never been through. That anyone who spoke a curse on our life, that we've got to go through it. It will happen to us. No, it will not. It will not come near our homes. We put the blood over the doorposts of our homes, spiritually and in the natural of our actual homes. 
There will be no sickness and a disease to teach us a lesson. There will be no heartache that we have to learn something. We won't have any traumas and our children won't go astray. We won't have all this stuff happen so we're prepared for ministry. Our testimony will be that God kept us. God provided the manna. God brought us to water. God gave us a pillar of fire and a cloud. God led our path and directed us. God pulled us out of prison, the muck, the mire. He shut the mouths of lions. He told the fire to only burn the ropes, that God made the boat not sink, the waves calm down, that the Father took the venom out of snake when it bites, that the Lord God is going before us, directing our paths, clearing the path, and making a way for us to be victorious. We thank you, God, that we live a Father-filtered life. We thank you that we are the head and not the tail. We thank you that greater seed us in us than he that's in the world. And we reject and rebuke any teaching that's been put on our life to teach us or tell us that we must go through demonic, horrible things to be taught how to do godly, supernatural, powerful things. We are taught by the Holy Spirit. He is our teacher, no one else. We, we are taught by men and women who are inspired by the Holy Spirit. We read our Bible and it comes alive through the Holy Spirit. We are your children. We are taught, directed, and guided by you and you alone. We thank you, God. We thank you for clearing up any confusion, for clearing up any wondering about these things. And Father, we ask tonight uh, that you would free anyone who's stuck in that kind of cycle. We love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. All right, I want to encourage you to keep on going. As always, thank you for commenting, liking, sharing the page on YouTube, subscribing, podcast, subscribing. Uh, if you can, keep sharing these videos, pass them around to your friends. Uh, we'd like to get a title on them. Uh, that would probably help. Some people are asking. We're going to get that. Uh, go to pffministries.org for Freedom Journey registration starting the first Tuesday in January. Uh, next Thursday, not this one. Next one, we have Power Prayer. We're going to do a little teaching on tongues and interpretation before prayer. It's going to be powerful. You're going to love it. Uh, and as always, you can donate, support us with prayer, support us financially on our website. We thank all of you who are currently doing that with prayer or support financially or both. We need all of it. We appreciate it. And you go right to our page. You can fill out a form uh, and join in with us right there. So again, God bless you. Thank you very much. T. Jason Price, Power for Freedom Ministries. And we will see you, Lord willing, at one of our places we're ministering in Windsor when we travel or online next time the Lord calls us. God bless. We hope you enjoyed this episode of PFFM Spirit Life Teachings. If you have any questions or comments, need prayer, or just want to reach out, please call or text 717-537-PFFM or email us at info at God bless.